Well, the next best thing to being one of the nine remaining unbeaten teams in college football is to have one loss heading into week nine. Um, year. College football playoff dreams haven't evaporated yet. So we wanted to spend a little time to evaluate and rank the one loss teams. Uh, strength of schedule, efficiency on both sides of the ball, the likelihood that these teams are going to move forward. Um, we're going to look at everything. So we'll take a look at the one loss teams, 10 of them, and how do they rank? What's their best win? What's their loss? And a little bit about them. That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast, part of the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing for free, the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also a reminder, you can get the best football information around over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our football season sale uh, that we have on LandryFootball.com. Uh, where uh, you can get, you can try it out for a month. It's less than $10 a month. Six months, it's cheaper. And the best deal we have is the 12-month package, the football season sale, limited time only. But look, it's not just for the football season. It's the remainder of the football season. It'll take you all the way through next football season, uh, the off season, the scouting season, as we call it, free agency, uh, the draft transfer portal, recruiting, in order to understand the game of football, you've got to understand how teams are built, where they're built, when they're built, and they're built in the offseason. The evaluation process of what's happening in the season is to set up what needs to be done when the season is over to get ready for next season. So it's 12 months football. It's just like I do my work for college programs and NFL teams all year round. We work all year round for you to give you the best information and analysis from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. That's what we do for you at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of it today, the football season sale. So we're going to take a look at the teams, and we'll kind of rank them. We'll go, um, you know, kind of how they look. Again, one loss teams. Start at number 10, Tulane Greenway. They've got a nice win against Memphis. Their lone loss against Ole Miss was with their backup quarterback, remember, and they nearly toppled Ole Miss uh, without Michael Pratt. They've won five straight since getting back in the top 25. You remember they had a really good season last year with a lot coming back that matters. You know, last year's team is not this year's team, except when you bring a lot of those guys back and they're good. The selection committee will take injuries into account. I If it comes down to, let's say, one loss, two lanes, or an unbeaten Air Force, or a group of five champion, as a group of five champion, Tulane might get the edge to uh, do the schedule strike. We'll see. North Carolina, newly into the one-loss group, um, lost, bad loss of Virginia. They got their best win is Miami. Um, Mac Brown was frustrated um, following the loss. He thought his team was ripe for a letdown. It was. They were uh, on the verge of creeping closer to the top five with a couple of more wins, but stubbed its toe. It's a bad loss. It's why I put them so low. It's one thing to lose to a good team. You're losing to one of the worst teams in football. Uh, It's a bad loss. And you don't have that great win. Miami, eh, look, 
let's revisit this. If North Carolina runs the table, including beating Florida State, I don't know if it gets them in. It might be the type of loss that will keep them on the outside looking in because the Pac-12 is good. The Big Ten's got strength at the top. The Big 12 has two good viable teams in Texas and Oklahoma, more on them later. The SEC. I think that loss will eliminate North Carolina. There will need to be carnage in those other leagues where the aforementioned teams and conferences has everybody with two losses or three losses for North Carolina to be in play as a one-loss ACC champion. Because a one-loss ACC champion beating Florida State, which I don't think they're going to do, is not going to be enough compared against an Alabama or a Georgia or a Washington or a, a Oklahoma or a Texas. Um, it's just, it just not. Um, it will allow them to fall short. Then I, at eight, I would put Ole Miss. Ole Miss and Missouri has kind of put them in a group. Uh, the best win they have is LSU. They lost to Alabama. I probably would put maybe Ole Miss ahead of Missouri, but it's the toughest one-loss team to slot. They look unbeatable when things are clicking on offensively, but um, they're not good defensively. Um, I don't think they're in a good position, and here's why. They not only have to win out, which means beating Georgia, which I don't think is going to happen. I'm certain it's not going to happen. But then even if they win out and go 11-1 and and beat Georgia, they're not going to the SEC championship game unless Alabama loses a conference game. So and the only way Ole Miss would get in or have a chance to get in is if they win the West, meaning Alabama loses. Ole Miss wins out and then beats Georgia in the conference championship game. That means that Ole Miss has got to beat Georgia twice. Folks, that ain't happening. <clears throat> Just that is a hill too far to climb for them to even have a possibility. Missouri, their best win is Kansas State. Their lone loss to LSU. The offense is humming. It's a good team. It's not a great team. It's a good team. They're going to come down to earth soon. They're not going to beat Georgia. So they'll have two losses pretty quickly. <clears throat> so it's why I kind of look at where, where to put them here. They, I, you know, right now I can keep them at this spot. Now, Tennessee and Florida are at home in Columbia. I think they split those, but they could win both. I think they'll beat Arkansas on the road. They're not beating Georgia. Therefore, they're not getting to the SEC championship game. They've got no shot. Utah. Best win is USC. The lone losses to Oregon State. That's a good Oregon State team, by the way. More on them in a second. Are um, they're undervalued? They might be better than, say, six. But Cam rising out for the season. Bryson Barnes has been good. Nate Johnson has, has been effective when they played him. They're well coached. They're physical. They're tough. Are they explosive enough to get it done? No. But boy, they're good. They're really good. I put Oregon, and again, they play each other this week, so this will be eliminated because one of them is going to have two losses, which is why we're doing it today. Oregon's best win is Colorado. They don't have a good win. I mean, they're 
best win is their loss to Washington. But I think that changes. I think their best win clearly is going to be against Utah if they beat them this week. And the best win for Utah is going to be Oregon if they beat them this week. Um, I think that they're a really good team. They've got, they look the part. They look more complete and better than Utah. That's why I think they'll win. We'll see. Uh, they've got work to do to reach the final four. They've got to beat Utah. Um, got to beat USC, which I think they'll do. And get this, got to beat Oregon State, which would put them as a one-loss team with a great resume to justify being in the playoffs, depending on how the playoffs and who's still unbeaten. Pac-12 champion with one loss or fewer should get in. Fourth. And I'm not sure I, they're fourth. I could put Penn State at four. The best wins at Iowa. Their lone loss is Ohio State. They don't have any explosiveness on offense. They were clicking in all areas against weaker competition. They had their comeuppance against <clears throat> Ohio State, and they'll get it again against Michigan. And they'll probably finish 10-2. and two. You want to know who's really underrated and deserves to be in the top three or four is Oregon State, of the one-loss teams, that is. They beat Utah. They lost to a good Washington State team. Um, they won three straight. They dropped a 38-35 game in Pullman. Wins over a good UCLA team. Um, Oregon, Oregon State, oh, man, should be something. Now, they're likely going to be 9-1 in November, heading into their final two weeks in which they play Washington and Oregon. How good, how balanced, how deep is the Pac-12 this year? Um, I, I think that says an awful lot. The two best one-loss teams, I put Alabama two. Got their best wins against Ole Miss, their lone losses to Texas. Um, you know, they beat Tennessee too. So they've got another good win that's not great but good. Because Ole Miss and Tennessee are good teams. It, it, they are dangerous. You know, they know how to play. They know how to win. They're, they run the football well. They've got a good defense. This is not, doesn't look like the complete Alabama team to me that is capable of winning a national title. But don't discount them either. Because they're so balanced and they make adjustments. They're well coached. Um Beating LSU is going to be a challenge. Uh, but right now, I'd put them number two. And number one, I'd put Texas. <clears throat> All of these teams are flawed. But they beat Alabama at Alabama. They lost to Oklahoma in a game that could have gone either way. Uh, now, did they have their game? And, oh, but look, you see them against Houston? Well, you, you see Alabama against South Florida? Did you see? I mean, poker holes in everybody, okay? They're not great in the secondary, but they're good. Now, they've got quarterback health issues. You've got to be careful, no question. If they win out, I think they got a chance, very good chance to beat Oklahoma, and we'll see how that plays out. But to this point, 
I would put their resume as number one. I also think they've got explosiveness on offense. Their defensive front's good. Again, in a world where everybody's flawed, and again, we're talking one-loss teams, not the best teams in college football, then I would look at um, Texas and put them there. Now, of course, let's quickly look at the unbeaten teams. Air Force, they haven't lost. Great story. think they've got a shot if they were on the table to get that. Uh, sentimental. Anyway, Florida State, uh, really good. Um, Floyd, Georgia, I think the best team. James Madison's not a factor. Liberty's not a factor. Michigan's obviously really good. Ohio State's really good. Oklahoma's really good. Washington's really good. Washington's going to have the toughest path to remain unbeaten. Oklahoma should remain unbeaten. Ohio State and Michigan play one another, so it's only one of them. I think that Florida State has the easiest path to going unbeaten. Um, Miami, either Louisville or North Carolina, that's all they have. Georgia has a tougher path. I know, well, Georgia hadn't played anybody. Georgia still got to beat Missouri, Tennessee. And remember, they have to play a tough conference championship game, which I don't think Florida State has as tough of a matchup. It, it, certainly, North Carolina is capable of beating Florida State. Drake May has a hot game, and North Carolina doesn't have anything to play for. That's just the type of game that the Tar Heels will win. I just don't think it'll be, you know, it, it is tough. Or going into it, it's not as tough. So now you've got to look at kind of how things at least stand with the one loss in the unbeaten teams. Uh, what's the likelihood of having, say, five unbeaten teams? Well, it just never happens. Does Washington go unbeaten? Probably not, but they could. Oklahoma goes unbeaten? Probably, maybe, probably not, but we'll see. We've got to beat Texas again. Let's say that happens. Florida State, yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance there. Georgia, yeah. Um, and then, say, Michigan. All five of those teams stay unbeaten. Well, that would be the great scenario with five unbeatens. It would be nightmare for the committee because they got to eliminate one of those teams. And that's when they're going to say, well, glad it's a wish we had a 12-team playoff this year. It's not going to happen. There's probably a better chance that we have two or three unbeatens left. And then we have to decide which one or two one-loss teams gets in, depending on if there's two or or three unbeatens. It's kind of how I see it. It's how it normally plays out. It is fun to look at. It's fun to discuss. You always want to know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. That's why we play it. All I can do is look at the film and tell you how teams look, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, What's the likelihood that certain things can happen? Not knowing for certain anything, um, but that's kind of how it plays out and what's what's fun. So uh, remember, uh, again, to check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest information in the world of football, all the best analysis from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. 
That's what we've got for you at LandryFootball.com. You don't want to be left out. You want to be the best informed, educated football fan. Head on over to LandryFootball.com today. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. Better yet, take advantage of the football season sale, the best deal that we've got going at LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Great to be with you as always. Talk to you again next time, everybody.